0: I'm Stephen, your host, and tonight I was joined by John and Sam to play Blood Bowl Team Manager, the card game. And here's my wife, Adrienne, to tell you about who designed Blood Bowl Team Manager. Blood Bowl Team Manager, designed by Jay Little and Corey Kanichka, was first published by Fantasy Flight Games in 2011. In 2012, Blood Bowl Team Manager was nominated for two Board Game Geek Golden Geek Awards, Best Card Game and Best Thematic Board Game. At the time of this recording, Blood Bowl Team Manager has a 7.4 rating with 11,000 ratings on Board Game Geek and has a ranking of 354. I'm not sure if that's a good thing. It is a two- to four-player lightweight game that should play in about 60 to 90 minutes. But gentlemen, please feel free to take as long as you'd like so I can have the TV to myself upstairs. To give you some context, there are about 200,000 games on Board Game Geek currently listed wow so just looking at what you've just read what do you think blood bowl team manager the card game is about it's a tongue twister excellent so thank you for joining us at the cellar as we go in depth with blood bowl team manager mutant league football no i'm sorry this is blood bowl team manager the card game from fantasy flight back in the day i think here at the table I'm the only one that's played this and I've played it at least two or three times with people in our group that are no longer with our groups. Uh, I think Kyle and I played this a lot and Chris, um, so I've played this one, Sam, you have some experience with blood bowl, right? So I'm familiar
1: with Warhammer, the universe. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I played like 15 minutes of a bad video game, once, mm-hmm. um, so it wasn't I'm,
0: Mutant League football, was
1: it? No, it was the actual licensed Blood Bowl video game.
0: Oh wow, I didn't know. I didn't realize that there was one.
1: It was not very good. Yeah, um, so not much surprise there. Mm-hmm. But mm. I'm familiar with the universe. I suppose you could say I'm familiar with the fiction.
0: Okay. Um, so I'm excited to to play it. John, you have no idea, kind of
2: what's going no, on. No, not here. at all. Not with this. I've, I, I have I have participated in um, uh, Warhammer 40K and a little bit of Warhammer, and that's that's the limit of my. Uh
1: so it. Are you aware that Blood Bowl was originally one of the specialty games that Games Workshop offered, where you actually put together miniature teams and ran around a pitch? Yes, actually built
2: teams. And I I, I do know that part. I I know the lore. I've never actually come in close contact with it. So that's that's where I stand. So this this is all very new for me. So I got
0: my gaming career started with old collectible card games. So like Magic the Gathering, and then it was Star Trek and Star Wars from Decipher upper decks first board game or first game was a game called Gridiron Fantasy Football and it was a CCG much like you you know much like was very popular at the time in the the late 90s and essentially what would happen is you'd blind you'd blind purchase cards like you would in CCGs and you would put together teams with playbooks and you would run the football up and down the field and completely busted game, like the development on it was really bad. They didn't spend enough time on it. They just, you know, upper deck saw that CCGs were, were where the money was, so they they jumped on board as quick as they could. I love that game. <laughs> we used to play it all the time, and it made me sad that it never like really took off. I think it had one expansion. Fast forward a few years, and Blood Bowl Team Manager comes out, and I, I'm at games and stuff, and I pick it up, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is Gridiron, but... Done well. But done well. Like, they've (laughs) actually put together a really good product here. I, I immediately bought it. I immediately took it home. I unpacked it, looked at all the cards, got familiar with everything, and I'm like, all right, great. Just Jones into play. So I think I got Chris and Kyle to play with me, like, almost immediately, and I'll tell you, it's a really... Really fun game. Like the theme is just dripping. The theme is bleeding from this game.
1: And and frankly, that's what I haven't played this, but it does theme very very thematic from all the the stuff and the yeah. flavor text included. And that's what makes a good Warhammer game. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. is the the theming, and just I like it in general. Theme is really important. A lot of a lot of games that could be great end up middling because they're lacking theme.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's something we've talked or about a pad just on a podcast. doesn't quite fit. Yeah. yeah, we right. and that's uh, always
2: the
1: question. Yeah, we, always we've a nailed way. a couple games to the wall that I think would have been really good if they had a better theme.
0: Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. Arc Nova comes to mind like if they had just tweaked the theme. I mean, they could have left it at the zoo, but if they had just like done it a little better way, it it would have been great. So I'm I'm hopeful that the theme holds up and, and it yeah, so essentially, what we have is each each of us is playing a team of Warhammer, of a Warhammer faction. So I'm playing. I'm going to play the Ska, the Skaven. Um, Sam is the dwarves, and John is playing Wood Elves. I believe I'm
2: the Wood Elves. Yes, indeed. And, and
0: so, like, if you list, if you look in the book, there's a, a little blurb about there's what a each little, one. There's a little blurb, like like uh, a little background, and um, then each faction has its own set of strengths and weaknesses. Yeah, I'm playing the Grudge Bearers. John's playing the Athlorn Avengers, and Steven is the Skaven Scramblers. Yeah. And so what you have is Essentially because we're playing three players, there's three zones of control that we're gonna play over. And we're gonna play uh the cards, the the players from our hands to these three different zones to try and win the zones. And essentially what we're doing is comparing each each player has a star power, which is what's gonna what's gonna assert dominance over the field, and then they all have, or most of them have, some kind of ability that kind of like tweaks the rules a little bit. So I mean, so there's so much theme here. I I can't wait to like really just get into this with you guys. Oh. I'm just, I'm looking forward to it. Okay. I'm excited to play this.
1: Yeah, I've been and reading you, so through the rule book, and so, it, so the basic it looks running gears
2: is is, is it, there's, there's a card here the unsportsmanlike conduct card mm-hmm. and and two of us are going to decide to play on either side of this. Mm-hmm. And okay, so what decides who wins? Every Each of these cards has a number in the upper corner. That's their star power. That's their star yes. power. Okay. So is that the first thing you do? To, so how do you decide who wins? So
1: you compare star power. So each player card mm-hmm. has a star power. Yep. And you can tackle players, which downs them. And then you have their downed star power, which is normally less.
2: Okay. So that decreases uh, the strength of that card. There is a
1: ball token on the, on the card. Mm-hmm and there are player abilities that allow you to take control of the ball token and if it's on your side of the the card then that adds to you then okay. you get two points
2: uh, two additional points two yep. additional points so we're still we're still working on it's capture all about the points. of that card yes yes and okay. the, still working the, on capture that the card the ball
0: token is a t- essentially like a tug of war
1: yeah that there's a passing ability where when mm. you play a player when you um put a player down with the passing ability, mm-hmm. you move the ball token to that player if it's in the middle or in the middle if it's on the other team. Okay. Okay. And the ball is worth only worth two points. So you'll notice like true to theme, the ball isn't I mean, it's it's important, but it's not that important. Yeah. Um, it's much
2: more important to to break the hip of somebody on the other team that's got three points or more than yes, that. Yes. Okay, fair enough.
1: There you can also earn points through cheating there's a bunch of face down cheating tokens and certain players will get cheating token you'll put them face down on that player card when you play it out mm-hmm. and then when you and resolve. reveal
0: when you resolve you reveal all the cheating yeah. tokens
1: and there are three results they can give you one point as your cheating is effective um uh,
0: they can give you two points. Uh, yeah, one or two points. You can gain fans, which are the actual victory points for the game. Which is hilarious. You cheat so hard that the fans actually love it. Or you well, can... Well, that's
2: their Los Angeles Raiders fans. Yeah. Yeah. Or the referees
1: The referees catch you and decide to do something about it, and that player is uh, discarded and oh. removed from the match.
2: Oh. Well, yeah. I'm playing the Elves, so that won't be an issue. Yeah. yeah because we're good guys. I, I would
1: imagine there's not a ton of Elven cheating going on.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm thinking that I may be at a disadvantage to uh, capture fans.
0: I mean maybe, but like we'll see. We'll, we'll see. And like I said, it's there's so many like you're looking at the the Chaos Cup up here, right? Mm-hmm. If you win the Chaos Cup, you're going to get five fans. If you oh. second place or second yes, place, you you're going to get two fans, and if you lose, well you get the booby prize of an extra card. Oh, okay but as you can see like th- some of these highlight cards I mean, have if fans, you just if you just have fans available this side of the card, you right. get so, two so, fans no so, matter what.
2: So those those are the winnings for taking over that side. So each no, card, that's
1: just you get those for being on that side, right? So you don't have to win. You if you win, you get what's in the middle. So
2: so each card has a a, a reward on either side of it, which you get by claiming that spot first, and then there's mm-hmm. a reward in the middle that whoever wins that particular bout gets that. Yes. So how do you get the chaos cup at the end? So there's these these three cards in the middle. That's what we're fighting. Over. So
1: the the tournaments work the same way as the highlight cards. There okay. are two zones on each highlight card. <laughs> mm-hmm. there are, there's one zone per player for the tournament. Okay. So you can put players down, sign them to the tournament game, and at the end of the round we tally whoever has the highest
0: score and whoever does wins.
2: Okay, so we're actually fighting for four slots. For we're four actually slots.
1: fighting for all four okay.
0: slots. Okay. That's right. Okay. And then uh, there are star players that we can recruit uh, later as we go that have Higher star power, more powerful abilities, more icons to do extra things. So your deck cards will grow. Your deck you'll cards grow. More powerful cards, and you'll get more powerful cards. Okay. There's and then three you'll get, upgrades, and I you'll think? get team upgrades as well that essentially give you other random bonuses. Like every time you win a zone of control, you get two extra fans. Or okay, um, once per turn, you can write. You can. You can heal a tackled player to get his full points back. Okay, so, so these,
2: these cards are going to flip over, and those are going to be in your, on your, your tableau and yep. sitting on the table in front of you, and then you're going to be able to so, – so your team will. each of us will get different special powers for our teams mm-hmm. depending on, on what so we win.
1: Also, just to note, right, because there's a lot of different symbols, um, there's four payout icons, mm-hmm. fans, which are victory points, star players, uh, which are the OWA and the CWC. Mm-hmm and also team upgrades and staff upgrades. Mhm. Okay. For
0: all of those, staff and team.
1: Yeah. You draw one card per symbol. So if you win the chaos cup, you get 3 staff upgrades. Mhm.
0: But you keep you keep you one. You
1: keep one. You're drafting from 3. Okay. So if you so with the for the next round, uh, you know, you'll you'll still only have one, right? If Steven wins the cup and you know, I I lose and we're still going to have the same number of upgrades. He just got to pick a better one, probably. Okay,
2: that's fair.
0: Which is nice. Yeah. So, I mean, this—it's been—it's kind of probably the rules been now. like ten years since I've played this. It's dripping with theme, and I am so excited to play this. So, let's put these mics down and get into and get it. Get playing game. All right. Cool. Congratulations, John! You have Woo-hoo. won. Blood Bowl team manager, but by
1: one whole point, I won't forget. This is going in the book.
0: (laughs) I just want to mention that even though I lost, I did win the Blood Bowl, so I'm claiming. Yes, you did. I'm claiming a moral victory. you know what?
1: That's fair, and uh, that's also going in the book.
0: Wait, what book do we have? The Book of Grudges. Oh! Oh! Okay! All right! I'm good with that. Put me <laughs> and, in there a second time, just a, a, because <laughs> a, a
2: natural for this game. And you, I'll tell you right now, just you, you know, you, you folks out in TV land, we're all smiling. And sometimes after games, not every you're not smiling. I mean, you may have enjoyed it, but the, this this is a game that just kind of lifts your spirit when you play it.
1: Yeah, yeah. So Steve, you were you were playing the Skaven, so you're already in the book. Like, there's I a, mean, there's a whole page. look,
0: I can't help that I I have to. Augment the rules by. You can't help that you're sneaking them a little bit because you know I'm I'm a bunch of rats. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I mean, and you're you're dwarves, so it's like, you know, I got to do what I got to do. I mean, I have claws. I got to scratch out a victory. Nice or or loss, as it were. But but, I think
1: I think it's fair to say we all really enjoyed this.
0: Yeah, I was very happy. You know, honestly, I never. I, I, I look at my games and there, there are ones that I look at and I'm like, you know, I remember playing those, but I just, I don't know if that's ever going to hit the table. Like this was in my trade pile. This is on board, really? game. This is on board game geek as we speak, the geek market.
2: As yes, for trade,
0: for trade, I'm I'm going to take it down right now. Well, I was about to ask you how much you want for it. I was going to say, like, I mean, it's out of it's woefully out of print. So and it's after- never coming
2: back because it's a it's a game's workshop license workshop, and license, games yeah, workshop so. which is
0: a shame. This was fantastic. Yeah, so it's it's up there for a premium, but uh, I'm, I'm going to keep this one now. I'm glad that we circled back around to it. I just I had this feeling that we never would get back to it because you know we've got so many games it and just seemed like one that would that would ha-
2: it kind of have gotten forgotten so so one of the byproducts we're getting from doing these podcasts is we're looking a little deeper we're trying to find stuff that's a little more out of the ordinary i think we've pulled up some re- very interesting games because of that these are gems that are sitting in our collection some of them new, some of them very old. We had played one game from the 90s. and, and We I think played we one game been, from the seven, 60s. You're right, one from the 60s as well. And I think we've been very pleasantly surprised. This one in particular, um, I'm not a big fan of the Games Workshop art, but in this game, it's, it's a little lighter and a little more entertaining. I mean, it's, there's a levity to this game that you don't see in a lot of Games mm-hmm. Workshop stuff.
1: Well, that was, that was kind of the point of the original Blood Bowl is that it's, it's comedic.
2: Yeah, and, right. and 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 the, and the text on these cards nails that. I mean, there's there's some, some somebody put some good time into figuring out amusing things to write on the cards. Yeah, I mean, like but, I had
1: the the death ahead. roller where the dwarves were rolling right, the giant exactly. death machine and the flavor text
2: is. I'm pretty sure that's illegal. And yeah, but are you gonna tell him? <laughs> 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 so it's that kind of thing, and 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 you know, so so. There's four or five things in this game that means that I should not like it. It's got rules scattered all over little cards and stuff, but there aren't so many that I found it overwhelming. It's got Games Workshop art, which I don't particularly enjoy usually, but in this case, it, it it's the right amount. Um, and uh, uh, I, I I like the head to head. I I like the fact that there is some dice rolling. I think you could maybe do it with a little more but there's enough in here that kind of keeps things um keeps the rattle going um and then there's kind of kind of like a deck building aspect where you get a chance to draft new players and put them into your deck mm-hmm. um and then find a way to get them back out again and 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 there's ways to manipulate your deck and ways to manipulate what's going on on the board and um you know oftentimes i feel like i'm kind of the junior player that other people are able to um uh uh, kind of do that better than I do. But I, th- I think I held my own in this particular game. I think it's it's a it's a tight enough game, it's a small enough playing field that you can kind of see all your options and you can make that work. So, so I really enjoyed this play. Yeah,
0: and it was interesting when we pulled it out or when we were in the process of pulling it out, you both looked at me and said, is this going to be a good three-player game? Because games like this, you tend to think that you're going to need an even player count. Well, it's
1: based off of football. Yeah.
0: Which, you know, you have a team going against a team. You have a team right. going against a team or two teams versus... Like, if there's an even number, you can you can see where you would delineate, you know, this player versus this player this round, and then you switch up and you're, you're, you're against the other players. But the way that Blood Bowl team manager handles the odd player... And the way that you're putting the cards out, it actually abstracts it out really well to where it f- it feels right when you play with
2: that odd player. Well, and it, it's it's like you're playing an entire Sunday simultaneously. Mm-hmm. So so in spite of the, there are three players, nobody's sitting out. There are three games going on on the table. Potentially four if there's a bowl game. Going. Yeah, perhaps not, four. But 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 you're yeah. you're getting in on. At least two of those four, mm-hmm. and since you can play to any field anytime you want, I, I suppose technically you could play to one if you really wanted to. Although I can't imagine that would be a good strategy. Yeah. um But so, y- you know, your two opponents, and a couple of times we lined it up that each one of us was playing one of the cards against the each of the other players. Yeah, we so each had a match up against and each I, other.
1: I don't have proof off the top of my head, but I suspect that if you sat down and you like gamed it out, that's because that's the optimal way to play. right? You want to be in as many fields as possible to a point. You want to be in more than one. Right. And if there's only three, you're going to end up in two of those,
2: mm-hmm. right? So yes, you, you have to. You figure well, I don't, you every, don't have to. So everybody's... everybody
1: oh,
0: you do have to. No, you don't have to because there were a couple of instances where...
2: If, if Y'all could if, have snookered so don't, me because I there's no, have if there's to, no bowl but, game. Yeah, if there's no yeah, tournament, so, so, somebody could play all in one slot and somebody else could get three slots yeah. versus two. If,
1: if there's no tournament, then you could uh, you could snooker the third person.
2: And, right. and and i could see where maybe late in the game depending on what cards you drew that gave you special scoring there might be a crazy situation where it would be to but, your advantage to throw everything but in one then, game even then i'm
1: pretty sure the third player can act intentionally to avoid that happening
2: mm-hmm.
0: um yeah and i with, mean with
1: a fourth player it's not you're i'm pretty sure
2: you're guaranteed two spots it's not probable to happen but it's possible yeah is it, all it, i was so saying. in a four player game there are four cards out that would would be you're four, fighting
0: over there would be four okay uh, so what do they call them? Event uh, so so, so um, you, highlights. You, yeah, there'd be four highlights, and then the potential for a bowl game. So there could be up to five. So
2: so so you get your fair shot at a couple of games mm-hmm. or a couple of highlights. Yeah, yeah. Cards and, in the middle that you're fighting and for. And
1: frankly speaking, you still only get six cards. We had that one round where I right. was I was competing in four places and I lost every single one. Mm-hmm. Right, because you I was spread too thin. Yep. So, yep.
0: but sometimes. Like in that last round, sometimes that doesn't matter because all you're really going for is the bonus that's on your side. Right. Like you well, can sure. almost care less of what the middle what the winning bonus well, was. Sure,
1: but you're not guaranteed to get for that to be true every time. Yeah, yeah. Even, no, oh, just, right. and, and even in I'm that saying. case, you, you still have to weigh the cost benefit of you're handing whoever's across from you on that card a win. Yeah.
0: I mean, mm-hmm. all I'm saying is that what seems like a really simple like Just kind of simple card game actually has a ton of depth, especially when you consider how you get to play your cards out. And then not only how you're playing them out, but which cards you're playing into what situation. Yeah. there's a lot going on here. Yeah, there's a and, lot.
2: and 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 even even your calculated risks when you're rolling those dice to tackle a player on another team, there's a chance you end up tackling yourself instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's so so everything
1: not likely, but John did roll box cars once. Yes, it's, it, <laughs> or sorry, <laughs> snake eyes. Snake box eyes. cars yeah. of
2: sixes. So 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 it, it can be so those sorts of things. Because I really like that level of unpredictability in a game. And it's the same thing playing real football is. If 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 you want to go for that long pass you know you're taking risk and and so from that perspective when you when you're rolling those tackle dice there you sit there and say you know maybe i don't want to do this maybe i just want to play my card down and mind my own business because if i if i manage to tackle myself i'm going to really i'm going to yeah. really blow it
1: and i i really enjoyed um that on the surface it looks like there's a lot of complexity here mm-hmm. um because you have the player cards and then you have three different upgrades you can earn each round, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so go through those for us. So you have your basic player cards, and as an upgrade, you can earn star players, mm-hmm. uh, which are, I think, just universally better cards, right? Mm-hmm. It's deck builder. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you can add better cards to your deck, and when you earn those, they go on the top of your deck. So you so you're automatically you're get on guaranteed the next to round. draw them. Then you have staff upgrades, which is a big generic pile of upgrades that everybody pulls from that let you, mostly they let you score points or they give you one-off abilities you can use yeah, during a Yeah, they're, they're nice nuggets. They're not Good. stunning, but yeah. they're nice nuggets. And when mm-hmm. you get
2: two or three of them piled up, they start really kind of working yeah. for you.
1: And you have team upgrades, which uh, are, you have five of them per team. So mm-hmm. five for each of the six teams, and those are kind of themed around what your team does best. Mm-hmm. And that sounds like a lot, right? Yeah. But the way the game works is you earn these based on how you do during the round, and then at the end of the round, you only get to keep one.
0: One of each of One of, the, one of right. each kind of upgrade, right? Yeah. So if
1: I draw two star players and three team upgrades and four staff upgrades, I still only get to keep one star player and one of each of the other two upgrades.
2: Mm-hmm. Right, so you get more to choose from, so but I, you yeah, have to pick there's one. There's more to
1: choose from, but I only pick one. And so if, if John managed to get one staff upgrade and one team upgrade, well, he doesn't get any choices but he still has the same number as me.
0: Yeah, And it also means the number's limited. There's only five rounds. Yeah. So, So, I mean, you could technically get out all of your team upgrades, but then as the game goes on, as we kind of found out, the star players become less and less important because you use them less. Like, in that last round, the star player was, for me and John, was useless, except for you, you had a, a team upgrade that keyed off of having star players in your deck. Yes. So well, it still it made a, sense for you to grab one. So, yeah.
2: so, so like any engine building game, mm-hmm. I mean, early on in the game, you want to get those star players because they're going to make you more powerful in the later rounds. But towards the, the, your second to last round and your last round, especially your last round, this, get, picking up another star player is no advantage because mm-hmm. he's he's never going to get played and they don't give you bonuses that give you points. Whereas your, your team or your staff upgrades potentially can can give you points at the end of the game there's a lot of of, of end game points right. and 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 I ended up winning the game because at the end I got to pull like uh, six or seven you pull, staff you cards seven staff cards and there was one in there that scored me points and that was enough to put me over yeah. the top
1: so the the point I was making is that it feels like there's a lot of complexity there mm-hmm. but you only get to keep one of each around yeah it makes right? it very manageable so yeah. so at the going into the final round you can have at most four mm-hmm. or eight upgrades total right but you're probably not going to have eight total no yeah you'd have to right. be, be very difficult yeah it'd be very difficult to have that and frankly they're not terribly complicated upgrades right yeah it's it's totally manageable
2: um yeah because they're all onesies they're right. nice onesies they're, they're but onesies
1: they're- and frankly they don't all actually have an active effect i mean i had one that gave me an extra five points if i had enough star players which is why I went out of my way to get a star player on that final Just round. Just to close the deal, right? Because it was close worth the points. deal. Well, if I hadn't gotten another star player, I would have ended at thirty-two instead of
2: thirty-seven. Okay. So, so both of us were were doing hail marys at the end of the game. You yeah. needed to get a star player. I needed to get something that generated points out of that staff deck, and and that's and that was the final. We both threw a hail mary at the end of the game, which is awfully fitting considering the uh, yeah. the thematics here. And
1: frankly, I think. While we're touching on the thematics, I think it hit the thematics really well. I agree. I was I was yeah. pleased. It felt chaotic, it felt silly. Um, you had the, the
0: flavor text is just always wonderful. ridiculous. I always
1: love good flavor text.
2: Sometimes flavor text in games is just awful. You're yeah. like, well, maybe I
0: it's better like, not read this. Yeah. Yeah. Why, why waste just, my time even reading it this? It doesn't hit the yeah, point. Yeah. Or you yeah. sit
2: there and go, you know, we were kind of having fun. And then you hit a sour note. This game, everything was was generally But, was but even, even beyond the
1: flavor text.
2: Um, I also liked, for example
1: passing the ball back and forth, right? Where there's it's there's only three places the ball can be. The enemy team can have it, it can be in the on the field, or your team can have it. Which I think does a, a good job of kind of capturing the ball going back and forth and who has control, yep. control of it. Yep. But it's yeah. not too complicated. Yeah. Right? It's it's nice and simple. Same with the the cheating tokens, mm-hmm. where they're cheating is a big deal in Blood Bowl, right? It's part of the game is the teams compete to see just how much nonsense they can get away with before the referees call them on it. Hmm. Um, I, I read a I read a book about Blood Bowl once upon a time, uh, and that was the big part of the story was you know the the good guys, the protagonist team was they played by the rules and they won fair and square, but they were going going up against an orc team that was famous for cheating by just murdering as many players on the other team as they could get away with. <laughs> and they were really worried about it because the the orc strategy this was This was like a
2: blood bowl novel.
1: Yeah. Really. There's a number of them. <laughs> the okay. the orc, the other team strategy was just to cheat as much as they could because you didn't lose the game if you got caught you just got evicted by the refs. And there was a point there was a, a point that one of the other team's players was a big troll who no ref ever called out on for cheating because the last ref to do it got eaten. <laughs> so he See, could just do whatever he wanted. Now that's flavor, and <laughs> right. and in in two respects, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and in this game, there are. Card, the some of the players have the cheating ability where you get a random cheating symbol, mm-hmm. and it can give you a bunch of points. It can score you fans, which are you know permanent victory points, victory yeah. points or it can have them evicted from the game, and then they that card's just gone. Yeah, right. And that's so, just so
2: there's risk there. So there's as risk,
1: well. but it's it's fun. It's flavorful. You're like yeah. oh yeah. this. This guy's got like four cheat tokens on him now. No, he see gonna, what happens. Is he going to yeah. win the game or is he going yes, to ruin be, it?
2: He's either going to be stunning or he is just going to burst into flames right. on and you. And even yeah. even
1: tackling is the same way, where you're rolling the dice and it's it's chaotic. Oh, let's see what happens. Yeah, it encourages I mean, there's you a lot to be of
0: a lot of like really good. I mean, there was no standing up here, but you can see the potential. And if it weren't so cold down here in the cellar, like. There, there were some good stand-up moments, especially oh, yeah. Like, yeah, like, like, with the die rolls and like, yeah, some of the and tackles. the revelation of the cheating tokens. Oh where yeah, it's like. <gasps> It's like oh, no. you're looking at it, and it's like, Okay, I've got nine points and you've got seven points, but you've got four and, cheating tokens. And
2: and you know, it completely takes away that optimizing B S, which usually frustrates me to no end in games like this where you've got your last card and you're like, Okay, well I played over at some point you need to make the call and you need to say, Man, four cheating tokens on your card over there, Steven, that's too many. That guy's getting thrown out of the game. I'm going to play over there, and I'm so. I mean, that that ability to still have that do I feel lucky feel when you're playing that last card instead of it being a cold calculation that you sit there and work out. I think is really valuable, especially in a game like this where, um, you know, all the other flavors in the game are talking about kind of I playing mean, over. You,
0: your head. you can't take it seriously.
2: Yeah, right.
1: no, it's a hard game to really get. I mean, it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, and there's meat here to dig into, but you're not gonna you're not gonna pour it's not like splendor where you sit here silently yeah. and no. take your turn
0: and no. you're plotting No, you gotta no you're trash talking your opponents yeah. and yeah you're telling Sam he's making stupid moves so that you kind of get in his head so he does something different yeah, I mean, yeah. there's a where
2: you get him to take the the, yeah. the high risk there's and, a lot of table talk and it's often in this game is the the guy that you're trying to talk into attacking the other guy is also in a battle with you so you want his attention focused on, you know, go, go ahead and have your big old war over there. I'll very quietly do my little thing yeah. over here. But, and, and you bring up a good point because
1: there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, glitz to this game. There's a lot of shine and glamour. But and when you get down to it, it's about resource management. You have six cards in your hand and you're going to play six cards onto the board
2: Right, the table, and, so, and some and of those skills are much better late than they and are and early. There's, there's
1: mm-hmm. nothing you can do to change that. Mm-hmm. You're going to play one guy one guy a turn until everyone's played six cards. Which means you really do kind of get this sense of jockeying for position. Well, I'm not going to play my star player first. I'm going to play a lineman because I right. want to pull the, keep I'm, them in your pocket. I'm not, not committing, and I want yep. to see what the other players are going to do.
0: Yeah, and then they have abilities that may not even trigger if there's no one there to trigger. Right. Them. Yeah, you can't tackle
1: and somebody
2: who's not there.
0: There's but. a lot of
1: game there. Is, yeah. is what I'm trying to say. There's and, a lot of game, and is a quick side note. Everybody gets to do the same amount of things, mm-hmm. and I like that. There's there's some games where. Especially yeah. engine-building games, where not everybody gets, right, does the same amount of things. Over, I mean, yeah. We just played Imperial Settler, where you know John finished his turn, and then Chris and I went for another 15 minutes.
2: And, but but on, on the same token, and, and I, I'll bring this in, is um, each of these decks played differently, because I had the ability to churn my deck and pull mm-hmm. cards and discard a lot because that's just the nature of the elf deck. Whereas I think you had much less of that. You were more of a... I don't had, think I did that ever. Yeah, so you, you had ex- to grind out the six cards you got. Yeah. So. Let's
0: explore this for a second. So there's six factions in the base game. Is there an expansion? There is an expansion. I do have it. It's still in shrink. Mm. So we'll revisit mm. this one in the future. But <laughs> just want to say... to
2: grab that before he sells it.
0: <laughs> it's coming off too. So, there are six factions. We played three. There's three of us, obviously. Do the math, whatever. So, Samuel, you had the dwarves. Tell us about how the dwarves play and how you felt playing the dwarves. Especially considering how it seemed like me and John were playing our races. And we'll go around the table and just kind of give up. So, the dwarves,
1: true to their flavor text Mm -hmm. and true to their their flavor, right? You pictured dwarves playing football. Um, They did not have... They didn't have a lot of ball throwing. Mm-hmm. Um, very short little arms. Very short little arms, yes. Uh, but they did have a lot of tackling. Mm-hmm. And when they got knocked down, their their power level stayed pretty high. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and they also had a lot of abilities that were like, oh, you can't tackle this guy if he has the ball. Yeah. Which I think frustrated you guys a couple uh, times. Uh, a lot, um, actually. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but the aside other, from that, and they the didn't, other
0: thing is um, because they have short little legs, they also didn't have a lot of sprint symbols.
1: I didn't have any. Yeah, sorry, sprints. So the sprint symbol is that's one what lets of the, you draw the cards. Yeah, right? lets you turn your deck okay. to find the cards you want. I didn't have any of those. I don't think I. I don't think I used that ability at all this game. No. So the six cards that I drew were the six cards that I was stuck with. Um, now I I got to expand a little bit because you pull star players from. All of the factions, not just your own. Half of them. Mm-hmm. Half of the factions. Yeah. Right, right. Right. Um, so, the good guys and the bad guys. Uh, yeah, basically. So I was able to, to kind of diversify a little bit. I got some more throwing skills. I got to interact with the the cheating symbols a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you didn't have many cheating symbols to be honest. I had one, I think I had one guy with a cheating symbol on the base deck. Okay. Yeah. Um, Hmm. So there's there's whole swaths of the game that dwarves don't really interact with. But what hmm. they do have is a stout, dependable lineup mm-hmm. of, you know, they're, they're good at taking hits and star, giving they hits. They have
0: good star power and they have good
1: tackling. And they have good star power and good tackling, uh, but don't try to do anything fancy with your deck or with the ball or cheating. Yeah. Um, I did get to draw one of the star cards I got, was a dwarven one, mm-hmm. it was the death machine. <laughs> Which was a lot of fun because that was just tackle three times and uh, get uh, cheat tokens. I get a cheat token for every successful tackle uh, to represent uh, apparently the dwarven habit of uh, bringing crazy gizmos onto the field to cheat with, Mm -hmm. which I enjoyed. But that bit of flavor is not present in the base deck.
0: Yeah. So I had the Skaven, and I feel like. The Skaven were kind of the jack of all trades for the bad guys. Because while I did have a lot of cheating tokens, like I cheated a lot. I think I cheated more than both of you guys combined. Oh, easily. You would. I think at yeah, one I point agree. you had like, what, six or eight cheat tokens like f- in the one match? Well, the, that the one was, match
1: but,
2: doubled them too. Yeah, because oh, yeah, yeah. the,
0: the one match had the double cheat tokens. So, yeah, there was one guy that had six cheat tokens on him. And he didn't get ejected, which was amazing. Um,. <clears throat> But I also had a fair amount of passing tokens, which manipulates the ball going back and forth. And then I also had at least two cards that allowed me to um, to sprint. So I was able to kind of make my deck better and uh, or make my hand better in a couple of ways. So I had I had a pretty decent spread of all of the. Um, all of the symbols. I will say though, when my, my characters were put net were were tackled, their power almost always dropped to zero or one. So it was very imperative for me to keep my players. Yeah, up. St- stay standing yeah. or because and you,
2: didn't you have the ability to stand up a player or something? I
0: did, but I got that from That was a the, general the, upgrade. The, the general, general the team upgrade. I okay. got the apothecary.
2: That's right. But That's never was. never
0: rolled it. Never, yeah, <laughs> you never, successfully, never successfully rolled it. Never yeah. successfully rolled it. I actually killed one of my players with him. Because uh, I roll the X, <laughs> yeah. Oops.
1: But I think I think you were just trying to stand up a, a basic lineman. So yeah, you didn't really I wanted another anything. guard.
0: I wanted my guards standing back up because the guards, eat, essentially, eat the they, they they can take a hit. They force people to um, tackle they, them instead of somebody else.
2: That's more valuable. That's more yeah.
0: valuable. So um, I've played the Skaven before, um, and you know, it's it's. I I thought it was fun. I had a good time with them. Like I said, they're kind of jack of all trades. So I got to play. Pretty much all the aspects of the game, so um I didn't do very well, but whatever. <laughs> well, I but, mean as John
1: and I discussed, yeah. we were I mean, I was I was a lucky draw away from missing my five points. If yeah. I'd drawn one of the Freebooter yeah. star cards, it wouldn't have
0: counted and I'd have been at thirty two instead of thirty. Yeah. But even still, I um I, I enjoyed playing the Skaven. Um yeah, so, John, you had the Wood Elves.
2: I did, and frankly, I just kind of grabbed a deck at random, and that's what I got. I, <laughs> I would not have picked the Wood Elves. Elves playing football just didn't feel right to me, but actually it was a very interesting deck to play. Um, the Wood Elves are, if you read their 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 backstory, they're – Passers, they throw the ball, they run, they move a lot, and so um, the the two symbols that I came across was the that ball control symbol, mm-hmm. which is is very nicely done. They're not trying to use hieroglyphics to make any of these these symbols make sense there's only a few symbols so they're pretty memorable but the nice one for the the, the throwing the ball is it's it's the football yeah which is what you're doing is and you're matches, moving the football and around the symbol matches the shape of the token everything matches so it's yeah. really easy to remember
0: yeah the curse tokens are that way too and then the tackle symbol shows up on the dice the only one that doesn't match anything is the sprint but, so so what yeah. they're
2: able to do is they're, they're able to get away from the the hieroglyphics that a lot of games use with arrows and cards and all kinds of crazy stuff. And just just use basic icons that have their analog in the other game pieces, so it makes it really easy to remember everything. But but anyway, um, what, what I had was that the sprint cards, which allows you to draw cards. allows you So you'll play a card down and say, well, you can sprint twice, which means you draw two more cards from your deck, you look at what you got, and you get to discard any two you want. Mm-hmm. So because I had so many of those at the beginning of each round, the first thing I was doing was playing down a guy that had sprint cards. So that I still had five cards in my hand, and I could pull two more, and I could start discarding down my weaker cards. So I was always bringing my A game is what it boils down Mm -hmm. to, and that's what the elves allow you to do. And um, so a little bit of ball control works into the picture, and then... Uh, the minute I got a, a a team upgrade that said, okay, if you get more, or excuse me, it was a staff upgrade that says for every team upgrade, you're getting points at the end of the game. Then suddenly I knew that that was my goal in these games because some of the rewards give you team upgrades. Mm-hmm. And all I have to do is if I capture one of those, it's two points. So every turn, turn I did that, I got another two points. I got to do that like three or four times. I had a nice big pile of them. And of course I won by one point. So I mean, every one of those ended up counting. It, it, it changed me from... Coming in second to coming in first. I mean, it was it was the difference between the win and the loss. Mm-hmm. So, so from that perspective, the deck was actually fairly interesting. And they didn't go too elfy. I mean, the art still manages to make them look like football players. The the woman elf, which is one of my players, actually looks like she could kick my butt in a back alley. So, um, they they managed to keep them looking very elfish, but at the same time, look like they might actually be able to play a football game. So, I I, I again, I think they just did a nice job getting the setting and the thematics all working along with the actual gameplay. I, it, it, it really, I, I, I enjoyed, I play the elves again. Obviously I'd like to try the other ones too, mm-hmm. but I'd play the elves again in a yeah. heartbeat.
1: Yeah. I will say it seemed like each deck was pretty on point for how I'd anticipate that theme to go. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, the elves are kind of flighty, but they've got a lot of tricks. The, the Skaven are rat people who, you know, there's there's a lot of them, but if you knock them down, they scurry off and they cheat a lot. Yeah. But aside from that, they're pretty good at stuff. It seemed like your cards had a lot of abilities on them.
0: Yeah. I with mean the, the, the main th-
1: weakness being when they're down, when they're, they're down. not good like, for
0: much. I don't have any... All of them have... All of them basically go down to zero. Like, I have one card that goes from a four to a two, and then I have... A three to a Two one. Two cards that go from a three to a one. Yeah, yeah I mine, don't think I had go any cards
1: hard. that go to a zero. Yeah. Or I had maybe the three basic line like the, the most basic linemen I think still go to a one to a zero, but I think those guys are the same for every faction. Yeah.
2: Yeah, mine mine more or less cut in half.
1: Yeah. The the dwarves or, or worse. lost one point mm-hmm. across the board. Yeah. Um so they were still worth a lot of points. And frankly, I, I like that in a in a game because you know, it's only twelve cards. Um, but each faction felt, okay, this faction does play differently. The elves are over there, are gonna, they're going to mill their deck to find whatever they want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the dwarves are going to deal with it, and the Skaven, well, if you give them a good bonk on the
0: nose, and they run <laughs> away. Yeah, I mean, it, it actually took me until just now to realize that the, the difference between the standing and tackled is a balancing mechanic that they use, because the first few times that I played... You know, I'm looking at the symbols and the overall power as how they balance the different factions. But, you know, playing against you guys and actually paying attention for the podcast, I started to see, well, wait a minute. My guys are getting knocked down and they're worth zero points where I knocked down some of Sam's dudes and they're still worth two. Right. Okay, that makes sense because these dwarves are stout where, the, you know, these little rat people... They get knocked down and they run off or they you know they're or just, you squish them or they're yeah. just rat people i mean so. you
1: have the the guy there showing has mm-hmm. three abilities on him right and you have probably a couple guys with two or three abilities mm-hmm. right i have two cards in the base deck with two abilities and,
2: and, all, you're, you're and just, all the rest are one
1: all the rest are one or
2: no yeah. See, So you're just you're just grind up the middle football is what yeah. you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I'm just. Yeah. I think. Okay. So all of your guys have more than one ability symbol on them,
0: yeah. except for the linemen. Except for the linemen. Yeah. And I think the linemen are pretty standard across. Yeah. Right. I think they, seem they are to be the, the same. same for everyone. Um, but, you know, I wonder how. I have four linemen. How many linemen do you have? Oh, I only have three. I, have three. I think. Yeah. So I mean, even even the distribution of cards might be something that they've done.
2: I mean, and and yet he, it seems very, I've got four. It seems it seems it seems very well balanced. Yeah. See, this I, is I, I, did, three, I didn't feel like somebody else but was I got like rid trampling. of
1: one, so I'm not sure if it maybe ended up in the box. Hold on, let me count. Oh, there's one. What
0: are you talking about? Uh, maybe not. It's the chaos. Anyway, um, I mean, this is the difference between you know fantasy flight at its height. Yes. Versus games that are kickstarted. Like. Yes. You can tell. That there was a lot, a lot, a lot of development that went into a this. A lot
2: of people played this game. A lot of people played this game. This there out. were a
0: lot of people yeah. that I do I have. Mean, if you look I in the rulebook, let me see the rulebook. I bet before I even open this, there are probably a half dozen developers or, or people that are credited uh, as well, either
2: uh, development or. And, and the very fact that you say development is is oftentimes games have designers. They do not have developers. And developers are the ones that close the deal. They're the ones that, that look at the game from an independent perspective. That IV&V we were talking about earlier that say, hey, you, you know, you got something here, but here are the problems you need to manage. And they keep the designer's feet to the fire until the design gets completed and everybody's happy with it.
0: So this one has two game designers, a producer,
2: that's that's a developer
0: that's the developer uh you got an edit you got two people that did editing and proofreading um let's see art arts licensing uh you got a production management i guess that's probably uh putting it all together but then you have the executive producer and you've got a block of play testers here that these are staff play testers these aren't Hey, yeah, I'm going to send you. The horn. I'm not yeah. going to. Uh, these are these are people that are employed by games or, or by Fantasy Flight, or have worked with Fantasy Flight for a long enough time that they're vetted. These aren't just mm-hmm. random people that. Hey, you know, text me or s- send me a Facebook message, and I'll send you a prototype for you to play <laughs> exactly. test. Exactly. Right. Yeah. They didn't. They didn't back it on Kickstarter and got get the early release. Oh, these hey, there's are the the game I played. Yeah. So, you know, these are people that. You look at their names. You, you, these people play the game, reported back to Fantasy Flight, and changes were made. Yeah,
2: so there is a level of polish on this game that you don't typically get. And I, and I know it always sounds like we're complaining about new stuff in Kickstarter. And I realize that I'm the cantankerous old man, but. There, and, and frankly, there are games on Kickstarter where they have done the level of development that needs to be done, and you end up with a good product. I think when Fantasy Flight was the big house and they they had the time to go after something like this when they weren't competing with people that were putting out games in six months. They they had the ability to really tune a game like this and get all the pieces right, get all the play right, so that all these three decks... I, I didn't feel either one of you had a particular advantage or disadvantage on me when we were playing. I mean, yeah, I was, mean, we were doing luck.
0: different things, and we had advantages and disadvantages at on things that we were doing, but as a whole...
2: It was a It match. felt yeah. pretty even. It yeah. felt
0: pretty even. I mean, it just... It, at at no time did I look at my me losing and say, "Oh, this is because I picked the wrong faction." Right. It never, never It was okay, I identify where I played incorrectly. Cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I did not look at any card and go, "Oh, well, that's stupid. That card is is broken."
2: What year is this? Thing? You're still trying to look at you know, trying to get the details off of the box. Who 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 designed this? Who's who's on the front cover there, Sam?
1: Uh, the front or cover? Who? Well, you've got it it's right on there. The back. It's right on the back. right there at the top. Game design? Yeah. yeah. Jay
0: Little with Corey Konitsky. Konitsky.
2: Yeah. I know so, that
1: name. Why can, do I know that name? Because
0: the, they're Fantasy Flight staff. I was going to
2: say, look, look, look over at that wall over there, and, and there's three or four more games. Oh, that well, fair enough. So, so, and, and Corey is... Well known for putting out very good quality product, innovative, different, has its own feel, and frankly, has this sort of polish, this refinement um, that this this game has. So I, I can I can I can see why this game is in demand um, because boy, I'll tell you this this was a very positive play experience, and this is coming from three noobs. I mean, sometimes you play a game for the first time and you're like, you know what, what just happened, or something doesn't rub you the right way, and every part of this game says rack it up play it again everybody pass your deck to the person on your left i mean you just you would love to play this game again all
1: right frankly i would i don't think we have the time for it tonight, yeah but i would be i would be
2: thrilled to to play this yeah, game we'll again bring this one back out again soon this okay, is so,
0: i mean that brings us to the part of the show where we we break it down and give a rating to to blood bowl team manager the card game um, uh, so John, you won. Do you want to go first and kind of break it down for
2: us? I, uh, I, I think this is as polished a seven as you are ever going to play period. This is definitely a buy. Go out to your store and <laughs> buy this. Game. Oh, that's just mean, John.
0: Yeah. What, why do you gotta, why do you gotta, how Twist long has nice this like, one been out in? of print? That's what I was trying to look up. I think this is three
2: weeks after it was released. This 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 was this was quite the talk when it came out. I I remember looking in the forums, uh, on on there will be games. There's a forum that's essentially, hey, what game are you playing? And and this was uh, got a lot of talk. So it's a twelve year old game at this point. Yeah. So okay. this
0: one was this one was put out in two thousand eleven, and I mean right in the middle of the heyday of fantasy flight golden,
2: games. yes, yeah, the golden age of this sort of game. And
0: yeah. I mean, say I mean say what you will, but you know back in the so i started going to conventions in what 2008 2009 mm-hmm. and you know fantasy flight was already kind of known as like as one of the premier game and, publishing houses and
2: the big project yeah and the bit, i mean the
0: the big honkin' yeah, coffin, they called them coffin boxes. So like, Descent Road to Legends and Starcraft and War of Warcraft and Tide of Iron, Tide of Iron, and yeah. they probably had another one that I can't think of. But I mean, these are massive boxes that are like thirty pounds of car. I mean. They put some Kickstarter's to shame.
2: Yeah, and yeah. and 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 complexity in the games, manageable complexity. I mean, very refined. Chaos it in the old world. Yes, yes, you're right. There's another one, which was a monster when it came mm-hmm. out too. But but just just big productions, big larger than life. I mean, the kind of thing that you know, a kid's eyes go to saucers when they see it on. Yeah, and Christmas then morning. even
0: like their smaller games, like uh, I mean, love it or hate it, Citadel's was a great game when it came out
2: yeah their silver lines had, they yeah, had a couple um, of very nice ones in what, there too uh, and, Monster
0: arenas uh, and
2: then their middle ones like yeah. Battlestar and other things like that too all all of these very well refined games people weren't asking about the rules because the rules were well written people weren't figuring finding these odd scenes in the games that they your edge cases that they couldn't quite figure out how to handle yeah, all of that I mean, stuff was already rooted
0: there wasn't include there there were never included faqs and you never really had to go to BGG to like look up a rule
1: question. Yeah, I mean this this rule book is is really well written.
2: Man. Yeah, now yeah. to to be fair, at times they had to publish expansions to kind of make the game more whole and you, you might argue that that was a plan <laughs> or, no. or, or them fixing things that they discovered after production yeah. but but when it comes right down to the i mean these are all very good products and and you know i'm just i'm going to interrupt here for just a second because everybody, everybody talks about you're um, not interrupting john you're this, still talking this is the, <laughs> good point um you know this is the golden age of games because so many games are coming out you have so much to choose from And i'm like well okay so back then 40 games came out a year and 20 of them were really impressive and now 4,000 games come out a year and, and 20, twenty of them are really impressive, yeah. right? So, yeah. so to, to a large extent, I think I think there's a, everything that's being added. Uh, of all the things that are being added, I think you're getting a whole lot of chaff. I don't think you're getting that much really polished, high quality material. There are still winners, and and you got to be playing new games because you know the old games are great, but you know you got to find that new juice. Mm-hmm. And and it's out there. You just got to be more particular. You got to be a little more jaundiced. And 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 for me personally. Um, I like buying the stuff used. I like buying the stuff after it's been out in the market for a while, so that I can get other people's real-life humans' uh, opinions of it, not people that are, you know, doing promotional work and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So
1: because those people have forfeited their humanity,
2: exactly, they yeah, they, are they forfeited not human. their right to give actual opinions. Well, they okay. they forfeited their credibility. Is yeah. What they fundamentally and 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 you know, I appreciate that they got to make a living too. They got to eat, but. Um, I, I like to hear from the and and frankly, sales numbers I think is is often one of the more straightforward ways mm-hmm. is is how many how many come out, how many people are buying, and how many people are putting it back into the used market. And you want to buy the games that I like buying them used. I just don't want to buy the game where everybody's selling their copy; just yeah. some yeah. people are selling their copy. Yeah. So, so that I just, just I realize we're all giving our ratings, but the, I just just want to make that point a little more clear that I I think uh, I think. There was just as much good coming out then as there is now.
0: All right, so Samuel, yes, what's your number? Oh, right, we're rating things. We're rating things. I mean, we went on a little, little 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 tangent, little little so detour I'm, there.
1: I'm also going on. A, I'm also going to go on a little detour. Okay, go because ahead. Because we we talked a lot about the theme and the flavor and just the time put into making something that that fit together well. So my first experience with fantasy flight games that I can remember right that really stints out to me is going oh yes fantasy flight i recognize that name uh it was not a board game it was a tabletop rpg it was death watch mm-hmm. uh, which is an rpg set in 40k uh, where even today like it, it came about it i don't remember exactly when it came out but about the same time frame right about a decade ago mm-hmm. right um and it was part of a, a whole line of of 40k RPGs that Fantasy Flight was putting out, um, and they were all very well written. They were fun to play, and there was just a ton of of lore and fluff and and world building in it. Um, and even today, those RPGs are, are still by a lot of people considered excellent sources for just information about the world. And they were well, they were interesting to read. It was it was a lot of fun and they've always stood out to me as being very polished designs. Um, and I think, I think that definitely holds true here as well with blood bowl Mm -hmm. team manager. The card game is the full title is, you know, Hmm. um, it, it feels polished. It's a lot of fun. I would love to play this again right now. (laughs) Um,
0: yeah, I'm going to have to kick you out because I know, I know, but
1: (laughs) I'd like to.
0: Yeah. Right? No, for sure. Um, if, if I knew that we could get through a game in less than an hour, I'd say let's do it. But yeah, yeah. Um, it, this is a game where you shoot for an hour. Sometimes it's a little less. Sometimes it's a little more. I think. Would this think spend ours an hour and a half? I think it was an hour. Yeah. I think it was 90 minutes. Yeah. It might it have been it, 80 minutes. But yeah. I think we go nice. faster with knowing the
1: rules, but. Nah. A little um, faster, so yeah. I, I have to give this. A very high seven, I think. Right. I definitely enjoy playing this. I'd love to own it, but it's uh, tricky to pull that off nowadays, I think. Yeah. Well, I so, mean, it's
0: in the collection. It's This is now going to stay in the
1: collection. Frankly, so. I, am, I am shocked you had this in a back
2: room.
0: Yeah. I mean, like it's, I said, yeah. it's, it's in the in, back room because- In the
2: unfinished part of the cellar. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, where there's, there's nothing on the wall and uh, there's nothing on the ceiling. <laughs> where our air conditioning and laundry- Yeah. Anyway- So, you know, as I mentioned, and I was just saying, this was on my trade pile because I just, I never thought we were going to get back to playing this one. Uh, There's just so many games that come out. It's really tough to play the older games. And I love that we're doing this podcast. It makes me very excited to be a part of this podcast because, you know, we're really trying to spotlight these older games that... You know, real still, gems. They're real gems yeah. and yeah. still have, you know, something that makes them you know, relevant, even you right. know, that, 15, that, 20 you know, ten, fifteen, twenty years later. And
2: and almost hard to define what it is. There's just when it's, I mean, when it's it easy works, it's it development. works. It's polished. It's yeah. polished.
0: Yeah. And you know, this isn't component polish, this is production. This is development polish.
2: Gameplay. Yeah. yeah,
0: somebody, I mean, it would be
1: really easy to add a lot of bloat here. Mm-hmm. Um, but somebody cut it down. There were some...
0: I mean, there was a lot of playtesting that was done, you can tell. And yeah. there was a lot of feedback mm-hmm. that was given.
2: Yeah, and, this was, and not you a, can tell. this was not a terribly expensive game, and it's not a huge package. I no, mean, I mean, yeah? I think
0: it was $30 retail for the for the yeah, base set and 25 for the expansion. Wow.
2: <laughs> now
0: it's, you know, add $100 to each of those. <laughs> you can't buy Yahtzee for $30 now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah, but frankly
2: mean, most of the box is uh, empty space it looks like. Yeah. It's a, it's a it's a lot of cards and some cardboard chips to kind of keep track of things. Yeah. So
0: all that to say you know this is the most exciting rediscovery of a seven that we've had so far. Yeah. I just like I had given up on this because like I said there's just so much new stuff and this is an older game that you know is very easily overlooked but you know, there's a reason why it's priced so high on the aftermarket. It's such a fantastic game. And I'm I'm so happy we were able to pull this out and, and play it and kind of relearn it. Well, I relearned it. You guys learned it for the first time. And yeah, I'm, I'm happy glad. to hear that you guys are down to play it again because...
2: I'm glad we walked to the back room because we're looking at your shelf here. And it's like, well, okay, we already played that. Already played that. You know, there's more in the back. It's like, yeah. all right. I mean,
0: yeah. <laughs> the only other thing in the back worth playing is Agricola. <laughs> yeah. So I'm glad we pulled this one instead cuz we'd still be playing that one and we'd still be placing arrow. workers. Yeah. <laughs>
2: uh-huh.
0: But uh you know, I'm 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 so happy that we were able to pull this one out and I'm looking forward to playing it uh you know, more down the line. So um that's where I'm going to that's where I'm going to put that one. Anyone have any parting thoughts for uh the episode on Blood Bowl team manager, the card game?
2: I just I just pity the game that comes along after this that has to compete.
0: You know, yeah. I I feel like, I feel like this could be redone. Yeah, it wouldn't be Warhammer, but I mean, it could go. I mean, they could they could license. You know, like I had mentioned before, Mutant League Football. Like it's, they just re-released it. Uh, I don't know, maybe four years ago on PC on Steam. So it's a property that's out there. It's an IP that's out there. It would be real easy to kind of like slot it in I mean you could I gotta be honest here though I think maybe it's just because we
1: just played it but the the way the mechanics come together I mm-hmm. think do a really good job of marrying it to the theme of just a kooky violent <laughs> sports game right oh well and the, you've the, never played the, Mutant
0: League football then the, I mean the, the
1: absurdity yeah, sure. of Warhammer <laughs> the, the difference the, the absurdity is, of Warhammer I think adds a lot here
0: yeah, the difference is you're, you're playing mutants and humans and cyborgs Instead of orcs and yeah, somebody some you know.
2: some would have to work very hard to keep the same level of of lightness while at the same time talking about cheating and injuring other players. Yeah, yeah. So,
1: so I think I think it'd be difficult to retheme this. I think it would be worth the effort if yeah. somebody put that. I, I in. think Games Workshop is pretty loose with their IP, um, well, so you could probably get
0: the licensing
2: for this. No, yeah, no, no. They've, shut no, no, down no. They've, they've they have shut down everyone. Them and Fantasy yep. Flight don't get along very well yeah. anymore. That's that's what that's why this is never coming back. Yeah, at least not in this form.
0: So, that's Blood Bowl Team Manager. If you have access to a copy, go play it. Yeah. If you don't, I mean, keep an eye on uh, the BGG market, or you know, if you go to a convention and there's a um, an auction or a table sale, go have a look. Look yep. for it. I mean, but you won't you can, find Steven's copy. No, you won't find mine. If you can find a copy and it's not doesn't break the bank. Give it a shot. It's well worth it. And we're done? We're done. All right. John, Sam, and I thank you for joining us in conversation about Blood Bowl Team Manager, the card game. You can join us in conversation by visiting our website, sellergames.com, where you can find links to our social media and Discord server. We also have a blog and a guild on BoardGameGeek. We look forward to hearing from you.